I'm gonna trade my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears, no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair, there is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there, for the sun shines ever bright. I'll need no heavy garments, I'll just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, mansion, robe, robe and crown. Good evening. It is Friday, March 2nd, 2018, and today we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 11 as we continue through our daily Bible study, uh, going through the New Testament together in 2018. Uh, and today we are on Mark 11. Tomorrow we'll be going over Mark chapter 12 and have a little invite message uh, for uh, the sermon that we're going to be looking at on Sunday. Uh, so I hope you can join us for that. We'll be doing that around uh, probably around 11 a.m. tomorrow morning, um, hopefully, Lord willing. We've got men's Bible study here at the building tomorrow morning, so we'll, uh, we're looking forward to that as we look into um, the next chapter in the book that we're lo working through there. Uh, but as I said today, we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 11 in the Bible. Uh, if you are, if this is your first time watching this and you want to catch up on some previous lessons, you can do that by going to our website, loveland.church, uh, and you can find those lessons there up under the media tab up at the top. You can just click on daily Bible study, or you can just watch them right here on Facebook. You can go back through the, the, the uh, previous videos on here and see some of the previous uh, sermons on here as well, as well as on our website. Uh, if you have any questions about this as we go through the study, you can leave those in the comment section below, uh, or if you'd like to ask them privately, you can message us on Facebook, or you can email us at info at loveland.church. And of course, as always, uh, if you find the need and find the desire, and I hope you do, to share this with, uh, with your friends and family here on Facebook, please do that. Uh, get the get the word of God out to others uh, here on Facebook and help invite others uh, to join with you as you're studying through the New Testament with them. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into Mark chapter 11. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied and on which no one has ever sat. So a very young horse that no one's ever ridden before. He says, untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it, and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside of the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And he entered Jerusalem, and he went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. So Jesus enters into Jerusalem. This is called, as you can see at the heading in the Bible here, the triumphal entry. He's making his way into the town. 
This is kind of like a parade, isn't it? I know a lot of us have probably been to parades in the past, maybe the 4th of July parade, an Independence Day parade, uh, a homecoming parade, a Memorial Day parade. Parades are typically a time of celebration. You know, bands are there. Uh, you know, people are throwing candy, fire trucks blaring their horns, all the all the fun things that are going on. Um, in Mark chapter eleven, verses one through ten, here we read about basically a parade that's being held for Jesus as he's as he enters into the town. Um, it's it would be similar today as. Um, the ticker tape parades uh, that you would see in New York City when something major happens, um, you know, a, or um, a celebration parade that would happen for a, a, a sports team that had just won um, a big, uh, the, the Super Bowl, for example. You know, there was a big party in Philadelphia earlier this year for uh, and parade for the Philadelphia Eagles after they uh, destroyed the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Sorry, I just had to throw that jab in there for Patriots fans. Um, uh, and a couple years ago, you know, in Cleveland, there was a parade finally for a championship team in Cleveland. Uh, and so this is basically the same kind of idea. Just, you know, in modern day, the, the celebrity or whomever this parade is being held for, they'd be rolling down the street in a convertible, sitting on the back of the convertible waving. And that's kind of the scene that we see here. Uh, Jesus coming in on, uh, on a colt uh, and crowds of people. Were there? They were spreading their cloaks on the road, and others were spreading branches that they had cut from the fields. Um, and these people were leading Jesus ahead in the street, and there were there was others that were following him as well. And nonetheless, he enters in into Jerusalem, and the crowds are shouting, "Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David! Hosanna in the highest!" So as you picture that scene, people crowding in the streets, people climbing up on trees, you know, hoping to catch a glimpse of, of Jesus, of the Messiah, That's because that's what they're shouting about. They're shouting about the Messiah that's here. What the people would have seen is not Jesus riding in a convertible, but rather the Messiah, <clears throat> the humble Son of God, Riding on the back of a donkey. The Son of God had nowhere to lay his head. When he was born. But instead was put in a feed trough. And now he's making his way to the cross. That's what's happening here. This is the beginning of the end. He's not riding in on a unicorn or a massive white stallion or in a convertible Mustang, but a little workhorse. So the onlookers that were there were likely quite diverse. There were those that were curious, those who were probably not very happy that Jesus was there. Um, others were excited and captivated. But amongst all of them were those who were there hoping for the, a brighter tomorrow. They were the poor. They were the outcasts. They were some that were probably healed by Jesus. Some that had felt his warmth and his compassion and heard his teachings. 
These were the people that society wanted nothing to do with. But they found a friend in Jesus. Think of the lepers. Think of the, the woman who uh, had the, the bleeding for 12 years. And these people led the way. They probably shouted the loudest. And when you think about the cloaks being laid out, it's kind of like rolling out the red carpet for Jesus. To Jesus, or to, to, the, to the crowd, Jesus was one of them. If you were at the parade, that's the theme, or the title of this video here. If you were at this parade, where would you be? What would you be categorized in this group of people? Were you, would you be a curious onlooker? Who is this Jesus that everybody's talking about? Who is this guy that everybody's shouting about? Are you just an observer? Wow, it's a spectacle. Hopefully you're not a contempt spectator. Or are you someone who maybe is leading the procession? Shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I hope that many people who are watching this and, and those who follow Christ uh, would be the ones that are leading the way, shouting as loud as possible. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. You see, the, the beauty of this is, is that today, if we picture ourselves in that parade, instead of, instead of shouting, Blessed is the coming kingdom, we have the ability and the blessing to shout, Blessed is the kingdom that is now here. So a good challenge and application, I think, from this is to look at where you stand in that parade. Can you be more deliberate? Can you be more open and honest and show and tell people about Jesus and what he has done for you? You see, that's a little something that we're going to be talking about on Sunday as we gather together for worship. Uh, the lesson we're going to be looking at is from the previous chapter in Mark chapter 10, but it's about serving one another. And one of the ways that we can serve each other and serve our fellow man is to do just that, is to tell everyone we know about this Jesus that we know, about the kingdom that he brought, and about the hope that he brings. Now let's look at verse 12. On the following day when they came from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to, to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Now again, if you remember, recall back in Matthew's account, that tree shriveled up, and the, the disciples marveled at it, saying, How could that happen? Uh, and of course, Jesus talks about uh, faith, uh, having faith that can move mountains. We talked about that in a sermon a few weeks ago as well. Verse 15. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, it is, is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers." And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. 
So, again, we have another telling of the story of Jesus going into the temple, turning over tables, driving out those who were in there. Um, Mark throws in a, an interesting point uh, about selling of pigeons. Um, why pigeons? Now, I have a footnote there. Let me just see what that says real quick. Okay, that's what I thought it would say. Uh, so, Leviticus 1 is where it takes you, and, that, and then it also points me to Luke 2, verse 24. Um, and that is the sacrifice that is to be offered up, um, a, um, um, f- so the sacrifice is to be offered for a, a child, basically, um, to present him, to present the child to the Lord. Um, so the, the law says that, uh, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons was an acceptable sacrifice for those who were not able to afford or not able to, or didn't have a precious lamb. Um, and of course, Joseph and Mary were not rich people, um, they were poor people, and so their offering was of two pigeons. Um, and so that is what they did, and that's what they offered up. And so uh, a, a mention is made here in Mark about the people in the marketplace who are selling pigeons um, and making money off of it, basically. So these people are there, they are robbing the people, basically, because they are making money off of these offerings that they're selling to people uh, instead of the opposite, you know, aiding their brothers and sisters, being helpful, uh, being respectful, being um, decent people. Um, of course, that's not what was going on. Um, of course, we see in here the chief priests and the scribes seeing it and uh, looking for a way to destroy Jesus. Um, and, uh, of course, we saw that uh, in Matthew's account as well. Now here's Matthew or Mark doing that sandwich thing. We saw the fig tree, and then he slams in this other story, and now he comes back to the fig tree. Verse 20, as they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. All right, so some time had passed. In Matthew's account, it was almost like it, it actually, I think Matthew's account said it withered instantly. Um, and while that was likely true, what Mark's account says is that they notice as they come out of the city, that that fig tree that Jesus had rebuked had withered. And Jesus remembered and said to or I'm sorry, Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, who also is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. Again, we talked about this this statement at length uh, in a previous sermon, so I won't go too much into that. But if you'd like to find out more about that, you can always check uh, out the sermon series uh, on our website, loveland.church. media You can find that previous sermon there. Verse 27. And they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things, or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But shall we say, from man? They were afraid of the people, for they had all held John, all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. 
And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. I love this this exchange between Jesus and, and the Pharisees and the, and the religious leaders here. This is a, such a mic drop moment uh, in, uh, in Jesus' ministry. You know, the, the Pharisees knew what, what Jesus was getting on to. They knew his intent here, um, and they also knew that uh, they could not, they couldn't answer honestly, which is telling of the heart of the Pharisees. Of course, we know that their hearts were hard, um, but they knew also that if they told the truth, which the command was from from heaven, um, then they blatantly ignored it and didn't believe John. But another thing that's very telling about the scribes and the, and the religious leaders and the elders and the Pharisees, they're all part of the same group here, is that they feared the people. These, were, these leaders, I'll use that term loosely, were supposed to be leading the people, but it would seem that the people were actually leading them. They were making decisions based on the feelings of the people towards a certain individual, rather than actually listen to the individual and, and determine for themselves whether it was in fact something from man or from God. They just let the people make their own decisions and then cowardly sit by. And Jesus says, you know, I'm not going to tell you by what authority I do these things because if you didn't even listen to John... If you didn't listen to Elijah who came and paved the, paved the way for me, if you wouldn't listen to him and you didn't think he had the authority to do the things that he had, he did, and of course he did have that authority to do those things, why would they listen to Jesus? Why would they believe Jesus? They wouldn't because their hearts were hard. So tomorrow, we're going to look at... Uh, the last chapter of this week's reading, which is Mark chapter 12. So I hope you can join us for that. Make plans to join in for that around uh, 11 a.m., uh, give or take, Lord willing. Um, and I'll try to put up a, a, um, a scheduled post on, on Facebook to kind of alert to that coming up um, so that you can kind of set time for it. Um, and again, if uh, if you're listening and you're um, a member of the church and you... Uh, need to be reminded uh, our men's bible study is tomorrow morning here at the building at 9 a.m uh coffee and donuts will be there we're going through a book um called sons of dust and i don't know where mine is there it is under my bible sons of dust by chris clevinger uh we're going to be looking at chapter one of that so uh hopefully you can join us um for a time of fellowship a time of study uh, and again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the video, I uh, hope you can also make it uh, on Sunday as we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study and, of course, um, fellowship as well. Um, that starts at 10 a.m., Bible class for all ages, and then worship is at 11. Um, so, again, I hope to see you all tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Friday evening uh, and a great weekend if, you, if I don't get to uh, see you on the live video tomorrow. Um, God bless, and if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask in the comments or via email. You can send those to info at loveland.church. Have a great rest of your evening. For a better one, bright and fair, Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. 
I'll join him in that land where tears no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe, robe and crown. The weather there.